Good morning and welcome to the Marcus Today pre-market podcast. My name is Henry Jennings and it is Tuesday the 13th of December. And as usual with all the information contained in this podcast, it is general advice only. So please do your own research, contact your own financial advisor regarding any of the thoughts, ideas or insights in this podcast. Okay, well let's get straight into it with the scores on the doors overnight. We have the Dow Jones up 529 points accelerating into the close, closing on its highs. Well done, Dow. Up 1.58%, 34,005 points ahead of Tuesday's all-important CPI. And then, of course, we have Wednesday with the FOMC. We had a high on the US Dow of 529 points up and a low of only 43 points up. So closing at its high for the day. The Nasdaq, in similar fashion, up 1.26%, 139 points to 11,144. And the S&P 500 once again closing in on 4,000, up 56 points to 3991, up 1.43%. The VIX index, interestingly, despite all the positivity around, clearly a few punters taking some option positions before that very important CPI and the FOMC, was up 9.6% to 25. SPY futures showing a rise of 49 points today, or 0.68%. 7233, of course, we fell 32 points yesterday, so 49 points today. We'll see us up for the week. But it was a relatively uneventful Monday, uh, closing on session highs for the U.S., and reversing some of those declines that we saw the S&P down over 3% for its biggest weekly pullback since September last week. All the sectors were higher energy, especially in demand, doing very well on the uh, US markets last night. As far as the European markets go, they didn't see quite so much Dow positivity. We had the stock 600 down 0.5, FTSE down 04 Germany down 0.5, France down 0.4, Spain down 0.4, Italy was the only market in positive territory in the EU, up 0.11%. So nothing very uh, positive about the European markets, that's for sure. We did see US uh, 10-year yields 3.617, two years 4.39, and the Aussie dollar 67.48 with that US dollar index up 0.31%, which has affected the gold price, which fell $15.80 or 0.88%, So a stronger US dollar, weaker Aussie gold price. One of the big movers and shakers, though, last night was the Brent crude price, which had been under some pressure, obviously, on a lack of demand, or at least thoughts that there would be lack of demand. But uh, we did get some news that Russia was uh, threatening to withhold oil supplies. And also that very important Keystone pipeline is having some issues reopening. So Brent crude up 2.8%, $2.13, 78.23, WTI up 2.69%, or $1.91 to 72.86. 
we had LME copper down 1.8%, nickel up 0.3%, aluminium down 2.8%, zinc up 0.8%, lead down 0.5%, and tonne down 1.1%. Iron ore also eased yesterday, 1.9% down for iron ore. Looking at our mining stocks overseas, BHP was down 1.4%, Rio down 1.9%, Freeport up 0.7%, Alcoa up 1.6%, Tech up, uh, rather, sorry, Tech Corp down 3.4%, Anglo-American down 1.1%, Glencore down 0.9%, Vale getting the sword last night down 4.2%, Arbor in the lithium space had a better night up 2.4%. Looking at U.S. stocks generally, we had Apple up 1.6%, Meta down 1%, Google up 0.5%, Microsoft doing well up 2.9%, Amazon up 1.6%, Tesla continuing to suffer as uh, Elon Musk has now become the twit, the twit in chief, or the Twitter in chief, or whatever he has become. But certainly, the market is sensing that he is distracted by his Twitter. Uh, rampages from time to time. He even got booed on one US TV program he appeared on. Tesla fell 6.3%. Netflix down 1.5%. US banks, though, doing better. JP Morgan up 1.6%. Citigroup up 2%. Goldman up 1.1%. Bank of America up 1.1%. Wells Fargo 09 And Block, the artist formerly known as Square, was up 25 Exxon Mobil, big winner. 2.5% better, and Boeing as well was a big winner in the Dow uh, last night too on hopes that it would do a deal with uh, an Indian airline. We did get some economic news out from the US, not a huge amount, I have to say. 50 basis points very much expected for that Fed hike on Wednesday. Uh, as far as the CPI goes, the headline CPI is expected to increase 03 which is a slight easing from the 0.4% we saw in October. Core CBI, CPI to have moved up a still strong 0.3% month on month, which will be similar to October. Uh, we did see a New York Fed survey showing consumers had grown more optimistic about inflation in November. Uh, they're now expecting a one-year inflation to run at 5.2%, down 0.7% in the number from October. And Double Line Capital CEO Jeffrey Gunlack said an economic downturn will arrive next year, which could pr prompt the Federal Reserve to swiftly reverse its policy stance and cut rates. And in other US news, it appears that the FTX inner circle in the Bahamas had a chat group called Wire Fraud. That was a secret chat group. Anyway... Good luck with that. As far as um, our market goes today, a little bit of news around. Uh, ASIC is suing the former Star Entertainment CEO and chairman. And the ACCC has released the indicative timeline for the decision on ANZ's offer to buy Suncorp Bank. Determination expected by the 12th of June 2023. They certainly don't move very fast at the ACCC. Sapphire Resources has completed its retail component for its entitlement offer. They raised $55 million at $4.30 a share. I wouldn't have thought that would have been too difficult given that Sapphire share price is currently a long way above that at the moment at uh, around 
Uh, $5.57. Um, we're also seeing news in the Australian today. Lots of uh, talk about Tyro, of course. And I have looked at Tyro in Henry's take today. We managed to sell out last week at $1.60. They fell to $1.20 yesterday as uh, the board knocked back the Potentia offer and Westpac have walked off into the sunset. Now there is speculation in the Australian that an equity raising is possible for Tyro. That would just rub salt into shareholders' wounds. Also in the Australian today, St. Barbara shareholders may push for better terms. Uh, some market observers believe the chance of another party bidding for St. Barbara and could derail the gold mining merger with Genesis Minerals. Also this morning, CEO of CSL, Paul Perrault, to retire. Paul McKenzie has been appointed with his replacement effective the 6th of March. In broker news today, in terms of research, Link Administration has been reinstated underweight at Baron Joey. Tyro Payments resumed overweight at JP Morgan with a $1.60 price target. Bellevue Gold has assumed an outperform at Macquarie. Index downgraded to overweight from buy at Jardins. And Ingham's initiated a sell at Jardins. St. Barbara upgraded to outperform from neutral at Credit Suisse. And uh, the capital raising and placement price is $1.20 per share in uh, Genesis. And um, that will money will be used for a Gualia reset and pr- future proofing. And in other news today, Zip announced late last night that they had completed an institutional equity placement at 62 cents to raise around $12 million. And this is to help fund a cash incentive for holders of the uh, zero-coupon senior convertible note due in 2028 to convert their stock into shares at $12.05. I'm not sure why you'd want to convert at $12.05, hence the incentive payment. And uh, Zip also has affirmed its outlook provided on the 3rd of November, and it is on track to deliver positive EBITDA as a group in the first half of 24. And it says it has sufficient cash and liquidity to support the company through the positive cash EBITDA in first half of 24. In other interesting news around this morning, G8 Education reported year-to-date operating EBIT 71 million and net operating profit of 41 million in the trading period up to November the 30th. And another interesting news, Microsoft is taking around a 4% stake in the London Stock Exchange, which has agreed to spend at least 2.8 billion US dollars in cloud computing services. Interesting there. And New Zealand co-op Fonterra and Nestle have agreed to sell their dairy partners America's Brazil JV to a French dairy company Lactalis for 700 million reals, which is around 195 million Aussie. Plenty of chatter, of course, around today around the gas caps and the intervention there from the Albanese government. So plenty of pushback from the industry, to say the least. Question of the day today in terms of the oil price. Where do you see the oil price by uh, the beginning of the year, I guess. Are we going to still languish at these kind of levels or are we going to see a higher oil price in the market today? A few things driving that oil price a little bit higher overnight was the Chinese reopening, of course, and that Keystone pipeline. 
But where do you see the oil price going from here in the short term? Well, that's it from me today. Thanks very much for listening. Have a great day. And as always, may the trading gods be with you.